Good morning, and we welcome back to the Daily Pod the Lieutenant Governor of the great state of Indiana, Suzanne Crouch. Good morning to you, Mrs. Crouch. Good morning, Tom. How are you this morning? Uh, a little cold, but other than that, not too bad. How about you? I'm the same. The sun's shining, so I feel good. All right. Excellent. So uh, with that, uh, we want to uh, turn our attention to uh, some of the things that have been uh, going on recently. And uh, more specifically, uh, Mrs. Crouch, was Organization Day at the State House, And, of course, uh, uh, that's something that I know that uh, you're uh, very much involved in as far as uh, swearing in uh, new senators and things of that nature. Yeah. As lieutenant governor, I serve as the president of the Senate. So when the Senate's in session, I'm actually in the front at the podium running the Senate. And so we had last Tuesday our Organization Day, and it starts the, it's kind of the opening day of the session. Uh, And so it's really more ceremonial than anything, because what happens is that we have this day, the Organization Day, which is kind of a ceremonial day, where the leaders of the House and the Senate um, actually get up and, and kind of give a little talk about what their you know, what their agenda and what their priorities are for the upcoming session, which, of course, will start on January 8th. Uh, and, and also, they just take care of some business that needs to be taken care of so that on January 8th they can start uh, with the official, you know, business of uh, doing the General Assembly's work and, and, and starting to pass bills. And, of course, this is a short session, and uh, for those who uh, may not be familiar, once again, uh, what is the uh, the date that uh, the legislature has to adjourn? Well, they have till March. I think it's around the middle of March, but, you know, they always like to try to get out a little early. So I would, I would kind of expect that they'll be done the first week of March, um, but I think they have till the second week of March to actually get their business completed. Uh, this is not... A long session, a long session happened this year in 2023, and that was a budget session. And, of course, that session goes much longer. It'll go till towards the end of April. But the short session really is just to come back and kind of, you know, look at tweaking things that uh, perhaps were passed that need to have, you know, some changes made to them. Uh, and so it won't be – there won't be a lot of um, really – yeah, it, it, it kind of huge issues take place because most of those take place during the budget year uh, when there is, you know, appropriations involved. But, you know, both um, Senator Bray and, you know, the Speaker, Speaker Houston, both uh, kind of outlined their priorities for the upcoming session that starts in January. Yeah, and uh, that's the thing uh, I've heard from uh, previous conversations with uh, lawmakers around our area is that uh, this session, especially the short, short sessions, are uh, really more of uh, tweaking and uh, housekeeping type of things as opposed to tackling the major issues, which uh, you and your uh, fellow lawmakers uh, dealt with last year during the long session. That's absolutely correct, Tom. And, and you know, some um, every state is different. Some states don't actually, you know, um, meet all the time. Some states, uh, like some of our neighbors, uh, actually have year-round, you know, full-time legislatures. We have a part-time citizen legislature. And so this is the short session. They will go in and they'll tweak some issues. They'll do deal with, um, as Speaker Houston and Senator Bray indicated in their remarks that they're going to be focused on 
um, improving reading scores and the proficiency at the third grade because, as we know, if you can't read by the third grade, you're going to struggle through school and you're going to struggle through life. So there'll be a focus on how we can get our, our young kids ready and get them proficient in reading by the third grade. Um, also, they're going to look at enforcing student truancy because 20% of Hoosier students were chronically absent last year, and that means they missed 18 days or more last year. So they'll be focusing on that. As you know, Tom, you see it everywhere. Uh, we hear it everywhere how there's a shortage of workers and just about every profession, so we cannot afford to let any of our young people fall between the cracks. We need to be sure that they're getting an education and that they're prepared for the workforce, and so they will, of course, be focused on that also. And uh, toward, uh, as far as the uh, third-grade reading scores are concerned, I understand that there's uh, a move um, to uh, possibly uh, throw, put in there that uh, kids would be held back in the third grade uh, if they don't, uh, if they're not reading at the third grade level. Um, uh, have you uh, heard anything about that? And if so, uh, did you have any thoughts on that? You know, there'll be, yes, there has been discussion on that. A lot of times there are waivers given, which allow children to be moved on. Uh, and, you know, I guess from a kind of a philosophical standpoint, I, I, I truly believe we do a disservice to children when we are just passing them along and they aren't, you know, requiring the proficiency to be able to do the work at that level because, you know, it, they fall further behind, but it also does something, I think, to their self-esteem when they can't get the work because they've been moved on even though, you know, they they weren't able, you know, at that particular point in time to be able to become proficient in whatever, you know, whatever, um, you know, topic that they were supposed to be proficient in, whether it's reading or math or, you know, you know your general studies. And so I, I'm not sure we do our children favors when we just pass them along and keep moving them through the the process when, in fact, um, they can't do the work. All right, and then with that, we're going to go ahead and take a quick time out. We'll continue our conversation with Indiana Lieutenant Governor Suzanne Crouch right after this. Don't adjust your radio. The sound that you hear is your stomach. You're having trouble focusing. You can't recall your last meal. You're trapped in the hunger zone. The solution, Batesville to go. Let To Go deliver a hot, fresh meal to your home or office whenever hunger strikes. To Go delivers the best food from local restaurants. Visit us online at togodelivers.com or call us at 812-727-8800. Batesville To Go, big city convenience, small town taste. And welcome back as we continue our visit with Suzanne Crouch. She is the Lieutenant Governor of the State of Indiana. And uh, as far as uh, broadband expansion, uh, Mrs. Crouch, uh, where does that stand right now? And uh, are there any new um, amplified areas in the works around the state? Absolutely. As, as, as you know, Tom, as Lieutenant Governor, I oversee the Office of Community and Rural Affairs, or OCRA, which is how we refer to that agency, and they have been, you know, tasked with uh, the broadband expansion, implementing the grants for the broadband expansion throughout Indiana, and today we have awarded $249 million, which is going to connect 75,000 Hoosier families and businesses, and as you know, that makes a tremendous difference in a Hoosier's daily life. Um, 
I remember during COVID talking to many parents who did not have access, particularly in rural areas, their children did not have access to the Internet. And they had to go to the McDonald's or they had to go to the school and sit in the parking lot while their child did, did their homework. And so being able to get our Hoosiers connected in our rural areas in particular just equals the playing field for everyone and allows them to have the same kind of economic opportunities, but also educational, you know, health care and quality of life opportunities. So what we know is, and particularly in your area in July, we had another round of money that we awarded, and we awarded almost $3 million there in your area in Decatur, Franklin, and Ripley County that are going to connect 149 addresses. So people and businesses within your listening area. This next year, we're going to have from the federal government $868 million in bead funds that we'll be looking at implementing to be able to continue to connect Hoosiers because the Hoosiers that are not connected typically are in rural areas and they also are, uh, it's very expensive to be able to connect them. So we're going to continue to make it a priority to connect every Hoosier regardless of where they live to the last mile. Uh, and we will stop until we get that done because every Hoosier deserves that equal opportunity to success and to have that quality of life that being connected to each other and to the world uh, provides through the Internet. And uh, speaking of okra, as we continue our conversation with Lieutenant Governor Suzanne Crouch, uh, you're looking for a new executive director, I understand, with uh, Denny Spinner's resignation. Denny Spinner, yes, he has been a blessing for us. He's been heading up okra for the last several years. He actually came to us from Huntington, Indiana, down in southwest Indiana. He was the former mayor of that city, and in fact, he was, um, they received stellar funding from Okra to be able to really take their community and take it to that next level. So he was really just an incredible asset for Okra and for the state of Indiana because he actually had done the work. He had been in the trenches. He had been a mayor, and he knew how these programs needed to work for our small rural communities throughout Indiana. He's going to be leaving to go work. Uh, for IU, for the Rural Center of Engagement, heading that up. And we will be looking to fill some big shoes at Okra uh, in the month ahead. And uh, speaking of uh, filling some shoes, uh, we have a new uh, state comptroller uh, who will be sworn in on Friday. That's right. And, you know, as you know, I was um, before I was lieutenant governor, I was auditor of state. They changed the name from auditor of state to comptroller, uh, in the past session, and so now that office is referred to as the Comptroller. Uh, and so there will be Elise Nishala, who is the uh, County Council President in Boone County, will become the new Auditor of State. She brings an incredible, um, you know, incredible talents and incredible leadership to that office, having been in the County Council, served on the County Council, has that experience already in government financing that uh, I am fully confident that we will continue to move Indiana forward. We'll be a state where we have balanced budgets, we have low taxes, and we have, you know, healthy surpluses and a AAA credit bond rating by all three independent rating agencies. So we will continue that under the leadership of Lisa Michelle. 
All right. Well, sounds good. And uh, Lieutenant Governor Suzanne Crouch, uh, we appreciate your time this morning. As always, stay well and uh, look forward to uh, speaking with you once again down the road. I'm looking forward to it also, and you have a blessed day.